This is John Andercheck, uh recording for both the radio show and the podcast, Labor Lines. I'm recording on the day after Thanksgiving, the 27th of November, re- recording from my uh, family's home in Longview, Washington, where we safely uh, traveled to and safely celebrated our Thanksgiving with me via cell phone from New York City, our three uh organizers, comrades with Restaurant Workers Council. Uh, I've interviewed them once before. It's a great organization. They're really doing the work necessary, the long the long haul work of organizing a de- democratic and independent workers organization for restaurant workers. I have with me uh, Diego and Jesus returning and a new member or new comrade, new representative, Jason. So uh, I'm just gonna leave it up to you folks. You could, uh, to what extent, like to introduce yourselves and uh, we'll start talking about your group and what it's been doing. All right, uh, Jason, you wanna introduce yourself? Sure, uh, thanks John for having us on. Uh, I've been in the restaurant industry my entire life. It's uh, something of a family tradition, like great-grandparents were in restaurants and my grandparents and my parents and you know what's really been unique about this time has just seeing the problems that have existed on individual levels kind of come forward for everyone all at once with the coronavirus meeting the economic crisis right now I think we have highlighted for the first time for everyone, just how important it is for unity to be brought to this industry, for the workers of this industry. So I'm really happy to uh, be a part of this project right now. Again, just thanks for having us on. Right. Uh, so I'm Diego. I'm also one of the organizers for the RWC, CDR, uh, as we say. Uh, I've been working in restaurants for uh, nearly a decade, like uh, actually before my adult life, uh, I've been living in the city, working in restaurants since then um, for quite some time now. And uh, like Jason, uh, many of us in our sector it became clear at this time that um, <clears throat> all the problems that we had seen individually, all the all of us that all of them that bothered us in in numerous ways and shaped our lives, uh, in a more uh, piece by piece way, uh, affected us all. Uh, in a very new way all at once, the lack of uh, job security, uh, poor wages, lack of uh, protections for our uh, immigrant uh, worker comrades, um, all of that very much came to the fore. Uh, the initiators of the project actually made several years ago at a, a restaurant workers, uh, a cafeteria workers struggle at the new school years ago, which left a very strong impression on us. And uh, nothing, I'm just very glad to be uh, on the air to get to talk about uh, our project. Jesus, can you introduce yourself? De forma general, ¿verdad? Buenas tardes. Mi nombre es Jesús Reyes. Soy de Honduras. Nuevamente estoy aquí con ustedes en esta entrevista. Doy gracias por por darnos la oportunidad nuevamente. Y pues nada, aquí... Agradecido siempre por ser parte de este proyecto, como latino y como inmigrante, pues me siento muy satisfecho de poder, en un futuro, poder ser la voz de muchas personas que 
en este país por no tener un documento o por cuestión de su color de piel o por su raza o, o por no hablar inglés, pues no tienen la oportunidad de defender sus derechos o, o simplemente alzar su voz para decir esto está bien o esto está mal. Entonces, una satisfacción para mí poder ser parte de este proyecto y vamos para adelante. Sabemos que la lucha no va a ser fácil, pero con el grupo que tenemos, con la unidad que tenemos dentro del grupo, creemos que podemos salir adelante y obtener muchos beneficios para para los trabajadores, que es la parte que a nosotros nos conviene, por la que nosotros estamos en este proyecto, por los trabajadores. Uh -huh. Jesús es de um, Honduras, es un trabajador inmigrante latino. Um, he says he's uh, very proud to be a part of this project. Uh, thanks to John for having us on again. Uh, it's very important for him and for all of us to be able to bring something for uh, all the workers in the sector, particularly those that are uh, immigrants that might not uh, be documented, that uh, might not speak English, and for those reasons might not have an opportunity to really change their circumstances. And that's why uh, we uh, want to be part of this project and why uh, we work Uh, for the future in this way. Um, he says he believes that with the unity that we have in the group and uh, the program and all of that, that, that uh, uh, we really have a chance of, of changing the sector very dramatically, that uh, we understand that the path will be long and difficult, but that we can really uh, concretely do something to change our circumstances. Well, I, uh, I suppose we could um, talk a little bit about the group Yes, please go right ahead, Diego and uh, Jesus and, and Jason, go right ahead. So that was a good introduction of the three of you. Um, it is interesting, uh, some of you, I think, Jason, you noted that uh, you, you were into restaurant work uh, uh, before you were in your teens. I think you said your early teens, the same with me. Uh, my mother was a waitress, as they called it back in the day, all her working life. Um, the Right now, it seems that... Uh, in the overall the macro food service industry in this country uh, there's some tough obstacles you guys are facing for organizing but also just from being familiar with it um, culturally socially it, it does seem to uh, offer a fertile bed if you will for organizing and you can talk about this perhaps later uh, it does seem to me offer that because Uh, there seems to be a place I work. There seems to be this latent sense of solidarity. It, uh, food service can really draw people in, people together, a sense of place. So that's my comment there. I didn't mean to kind of get us off track there, but go right ahead and talk more about the Restaurant Workers Council. Thank you. Right. Um, so, so the history of the group goes back to 2018 to the uh, uh, rest of the cafeteria workers still at the new school where the um, university wanted to lay out 30 cafeteria workers, many of whom have been working for uh, decades at this place and replaced them with uh, minimum wage, uh, part-time student flexibilized, as they say, labor. Uh, we found a local uh, 100 of Unite here completely unwilling to actually do anything uh, to try and stop the mass layoff because they wanted to maintain a good relationship with management. Uh, and so it was eventually left up to uh, militant workers and a group of uh, student organizers to organize an occupation that shut down uh, a significant portion of the university for three days until all uh, 31 jobs were at saved, essentially at that point. 
uh, contacts from that uh, struggle, of course, we maintained for years, always thinking that there was more to be done, particularly with uh, workers in, in the restaurant industry. Many of us are restaurant workers for many years as well. And uh, when uh, March 15th came around with a stroke of a pen, almost every single restaurant worker in New York City, which I believe amount to uh, hundreds of thousands were immediately out of work, uh, we saw an opportunity and also a need to take action. So we put out an initial call, built uh, an organizing committee and a wide group of loose contacts and uh, We've uh, spent a lot of time uh, learning about the sector, learning about the history of organizing in our sector, which is very interesting. It's not something that's commonly known. Uh, people's general ignorance about the labor movement is one thing, but about the ignorance of the labor movement in uh, the restaurant industry, there's almost nobody is familiar with it. So that was very interesting. Uh, kind of uh, clarifying the path towards uh, unionization uh, the need for a democratic and independent union that uh, organizes all workers together is, is something that we learned about and also learned how to express. And uh, now we're working towards uh, building a wide uh, general body that will meet uh, regularly and uh, <clears throat> propagate the program and also pass the constitution for the group that will uh, go on to found the union in a uh, broader sense. Uh, Jason, yeah, I think I, Jesus, do you want to add anything to the group? Well, we are a group, what I always resaltado and what nos va a distinguir de los otros grupos que somos un grupo independiente. No dependemos, no recibimos, como podríamos decir, órdenes de nadie. Prácticamente nosotros. Eh, buscamos sin lugar a dudas el beneficio de los trabajadores no buscamos el beneficio de ningún dueño de restaurante sino que el beneficio de los trabajadores pues como les decía la otra vez no podemos estar no podemos estar ni con el o sea no, tenemos que estar conscientes con, con, con el beneficio para los trabajadores ¿no? no podemos coquetear como dicen como dicen los hispanos con Dios o con el diablo uh -huh. tenemos que estar en un solo lado de un solo lado y pues nosotros nuestro lado ya sabemos que es el lado de los trabajadores, siempre buscando los beneficios de los trabajadores. Y eso, pues, yo pienso que esa es la, la principal arma que tenemos nosotros. Y la el, el punto el principal punto a favor que tenemos, a diferencia de los otros sindicatos. Hmm. So what, uh, he's saying that uh, the, our independence is, is the key aspect for him. Uh, we don't rely on uh, restaurant owners. We don't intend to compromise with that or to collaborate with the uh, bosses. Um, our independence is our, our biggest strength, uh, like uh, what he had said previously when uh, talking about uh, the need for independent organization of restaurant workers, is that one is either with God or with the devil. One cannot necessarily play both sides. And uh, from that is our strength. We're uh, seeking very clearly to uh, work for the interests of, of all these workers and uh, that will uh, believe see us through in the long run. Yeah. That's so. Is there anything to add? Um, um, go ahead. I would, I would just, I would just add that um, 
I think at this moment, we, we can clearly see that the need for the union arising, just as everything seems to be stacked against us, um, we know how much of an international community the restaurant industry is. Um, we've seen those that don't have the proper paperwork um, be forced to work longer hours doing twice as many positions as was previously done. And they are virtually left to fend for themselves. I mean, there is, there is not one organization that is actually able to stand up against the bosses in this industry or willing to at this point. It's something that takes years to solidify and you can see the results of the barrenness within the industry of any type of organizational strength. I think that just um, is a just a blatant call to arms, a call to action on our part and it's time for us to turn the tables upside down and uh, set the standards for our workplace and for our lives. Hmm. That's right. very well said. Excuse me, very well said. Again, this is John Andertrack recording on the 27th of November from my family's uh, family home, visiting some family in Longview, Washington. I'm speaking with Diego, Jesus, and Jason with the New York City-based Restaurant Workers Council speaking about their right now kind of laying out their organizational goals uh their foundational um standards of an independent and i believe you say a democratic uh union movement um and then from my perspective from uh what i see on facebook what you see in the news uh that democratic aspect of it um is going to be so essential when you see the divide that can uh rise among rank and file and leadership, sadly, um, when there isn't a democratic process, especially when it comes to the involvement in politics. Uh, and so just with that, with another comment, uh, I'll turn it back over to you guys. So you, you, you but you did have your, uh, I think we're going to speak about your general assembly or uh, which was recently held, if you want to speak about that or, or uh, go into something else. Sure, we can, we can talk briefly.
and uh, we discussed them, and we had some some interesting discussions around those. And uh, if you'd be happy to hear them, we can talk about this ten point program. Oh, absolutely. Well, again, uh, the time is yours, Diego, Jason, Jesus. But if, uh, uh, just uh, uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, so the very first point, we think this is uh, basic, fundamental. Any kind of worker organizing is that the interests of workers and capitalists are antagonistic. Particularly in the restaurant industry, we hear the same old tune that uh, uh, family that we can only uh, cooperate and ensure the uh, prosperity of the owners to have any kind of crumb of success in our own lives. And that's, uh, that lie has been exposed time and time again, but particularly by this uh, uh, situation. And um, it, it becomes more and more clear that the only way that um, we can progress as workers in this industry particularly is, is uh, by taking a militant, combative attitude when it comes to uh, the people that uh, run our sector. Jesús acabó de contar el punto sobre el antagonismo entre trabajadores y uh, los capitalistas. Sí, algo. Bueno, ahora mismo creo que en, en esta crisis que ha habido del coronavirus se ha podido ver se ha podido ver mucho de eso que a los a los dueños de restaurantes pues lo que les interesa a ellos son sus ingresos. Prácticamente pues un caso que, que yo estoy viendo muy que ahora lo mismo lo que por ejemplo en el lugar donde yo trabajo ahora mismo la bella lo que le interesa es hacer su venta y entonces no le importa si hay tip o no hay tip que es de lo que estamos viviendo nosotros ahora entonces solo por decirle un caso y se ve muy marcado eso ahí uh, brought that to the forefront. It's clear that um, the boxes is what's important to profit, and that uh, often goes against the interests of the workers. It's just with that, uh, where he's working right now, the uh, boss is only interested in the amount of sale um, that they're able to make, and does not particularly care to guarantee the income of the workers over there. That's just one of the many examples. Um, the second point is that the trade union must include all workers. Uh, in the sense, uh, we have to rely on the right, so back of house and front of house workers, documented and undocumented. Uh, we have to uh, beat back any attempt to divide us against any kind of line, and we need to see that our opposition is fundamentally divided. This also means that we need to uh, form a union from above, uh, which means that uh, we need to proceed by uh, organizing workers outside of their individual shops before we go and organize particular shops, because that is the only way that we see that we can guarantee that with a sectoral organization, uh, we can um, stop attempts by bosses to uh, bust units, which is something that we see uh, a lot. Jason, do you have anything to add? Uh, just that we see with this point a, a type of strategy emerge in which the, um, the, the reference has been for us uh, to withstall strikes, which are strikes that can be taken up against an employer that are not just dependent on the individuals working at that one shop, but actually focus regionally and brings the power of the uh, regional kind of uh, union presence 
to bear. This gives us a, quite an advantage compared to um, simply organizing, you know, a, a single shop and focusing on sometimes just a particular craft within that uh, shop. So we're not focused simply on bartenders or cooks or waiters or back servers, but everyone within the restaurant and then everyone within the restaurant industry within a regional circumference as well. So it's really taking a force and bringing, you know, all those fingers together to make a fist. This is a very important both um, principle and strategic uh, example that emerges from one of the points. Right. I, I have a question then, please. Excuse me. And uh, if, if, yeah, sure. if you don't want to address it now, that's fine because uh, I, I, I don't want to distract. But uh, the vision that came to mind is uh, um, uh, I was thinking originally that makes a lot of sense because um, unlike bringing in some other supplies, like a, a, a manufactured good, um, a food service is uh, vulnerable to uh, distance, if you will. But then the next thing that came to my mind, Diego, Jason, and Jesus, is um, our brothers and sisters, our comrades in uh, the delivery end now, the, you know, the great uh, gig economy, what I call the exploitation economy, uh, the DoorDash, the people that deliver it, um, it is that something that you've looked at? And again, I don't want to distract your message here, but that was just a thought that came up. Yeah. Uh, as far as um, the question about distance, we think of it uh, less in terms of distance and more in terms of just sheer number. Okay. Uh, so if you think of uh, one employer who employs 20 restaurants, uh, we see restaurant uh, owners, uh, excuse me, 20 restaurant workers, we see restaurant owners are very organized and they can dispose of the state and the courts in whichever way that they want to be able to guarantee their profit. But um, uh, if you picture it's like a small restaurant being picketed by, uh, being pressured by hundreds of workers, uh, that, that is something that, that can ensure that, that you can win. So I, I think that's the main concern. Okay. When it comes to this question of uh, sectoral union. Also right. To take things like wages and benefits out of competition. And then in terms of uh, DoorDash and uh, other types of uh, gig economy workers, we think that that's obviously interesting, and they're clearly uh, exploited beyond belief. But uh, we, we have to be in somewhere, and uh, that somewhere for now, for us, is uh, going to be uh, the uh, the, um, the center of the restaurant industry. Excellent. Okay, thank you. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but uh, and yeah, I could I could dig what you're saying there. You got to start somewhere, and. Uh, and again, the, the pressure at numbers there might even address that concern. So go right ahead. So that uh, uh, continue on. Okay. So another point that uh, we think is very important to make is the struggle of undocumented workers is that of every worker, uh, not just of undocumented workers. Uh, we know that the working class in the United States is international. Um, this is a consequence of imperialism, among other things. Uh, the United States is for. Uh, decades maintained various parts of the globe uh, under its effective control to keep wages down, to keep down the price of raw materials, the price of land and all of that, uh, which takes forms like uh, war, uh, imposed austerity, uh, low levels of development, which actually causes, that's what causes the uh, working class of the United States to be international. And uh, Bosses in our industry will employ racist ideas to try to keep uh, workers uh, divided. 
to keep us weak and to keep us suppressed, exploited, and miserable. But uh, we need to see that um, only through uh, unity with undocumented immigrant workers can we actually transform our sector for all of us. This is something that's been constant throughout the entire labor movement since the very beginning. Right? Uh, Jesús, estamos uh, hablando sobre uh, como la lucha de trabajadores indocumentados es la lucha de todos los trabajadores. Uh, revisamos ese punto y como solo es a través de la unidad de, de, de trabajadores de todas nacionalidades que podemos superar a nuestras situaciones uh, en esta industria. ¿Hay algo que quieres comentar encima de eso? Eh, yo pienso que no se trata de tanto de ver de ver la, es bueno la inclusión esto nos va a servir mucho pero de no dentro de nuestro sindicato de no ver la nacionalidad sino que trabaja en un restaurante ya debe ser causa de lucha para nosotros entonces pero sí es bueno también esto de siempre hacerlo saber que somos un sindicato que inclusivo no importa la nacionalidad no importa si tiene un documento o no tiene documento Right. Just, uh, just reaffirming that we shouldn't care about the uh, national categories of those uh, documented or undocumented, but just think that uh, we're workers who work together in restaurants. That is enough to guarantee the, to the absolute need for uh, unity in our sector. So you would flip. Uh, flip. Then, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead, yeah, I was just going to say, so, you you know, uh, I, I feel, and you could uh, challenge me on this, correct me on this, but I feel that um, the level of um, undocumented workers, migrant labor, uh, is a, a tool of the capitalists, of the owners, to, uh, to take advantage of their uh, situation, to suppress wages, to divide the workforce. And uh, your effort here uh, in building this solidarity then will flip this that uh, that you'll it, that by not allowing uh, the exploitation of of any worker, migrant, documented, undocumented, whatever tag you want to use, uh, you you remove that power uh, from the bosses. Very obvious that uh, the capitalists need undocumented workers here. They need them here to work, and that its political oppression is just an excuse to be able to pay them less. Uh, they're a fact that they work here, they contribute here as much as anyone else. They're just deprived of political rights, and they can be artificially paid a wage that's below the actual value of labor power in this country. It's like an extra, it's like an extra economic pressure on lowering wages that actually really does not benefit any fraction of the working class. Like we saw the AFL-CIO applaud Reagan's, um, uh, what is it, Immigration uh, Immigration Reform and Control Act in 1986, thinking that it would actually improve the conditions of uh, native foreign workers, but it did not at all. It uh, just it, it instilled like an extra economic lever that uh, bosses could use to keep wages low. And I think it's an example of, uh, of why we need to have an independent politics that's, that's uh, independent of that of the AFL-CIO and others that seek to make uh, compromises to the bosses. So that's something we can discuss uh, a little bit later. But yeah, I would yeah. completely agree that uh, that uh, this distinction, this, this legal division between documented and undocumented workers is just an artifact of the bosses to be able to uh, exert a lever to uh, drive down the wages of all workers. 
That, that's exactly how I look at it. Right. Okay. okay. Thank you. So then, Greg, go ahead. If uh, you know, we're coming up to uh, a few minutes, and we'll be into a half hour here, and uh, we'll do a logistical break here. But uh, go ahead and uh, continue on if you want to discuss more of the points that came out of your assembly. Right. So another thing, work for an equal wage. Uh, you can you can see that these points are kind of organized. One builds up the next. But we see uh, massive disparities between front of house workers, which are typically just uh, back of house workers. We see uh, big differences uh, in pay between uh, documented and undocumented. Uh, and then we see the bosses try to resolve this situation through uh, tip sharing schemes, which would effectively force one section of the restaurant to pay the other, while the boss doesn't contribute to uh, equalizing that wage gap at all. Uh, our position is that a union would do away with the hierarchy of wages and would uh, negotiate a uniform high hourly wage uh, with benefits for every single worker in the restaurant, that these things would be uh, obsolete if workers were powerful enough to dictate the terms of their employment. That's excellent. Yeah, I've worked at places where, where you had to, uh, you did that tip sharing and all. And uh, again, it's another tool for uh dividing the workforce in my opinion coming up to the half hour here as i just said a moment ago this is john andertrek i'm recording this for both the radio show labor lines on krfp and um, my podcast labor lines i'm with uh three members of the restaurant workers council uh new york city jason jesus and diego we're gonna stop right here give this a break just for kind of logistics of putting this later on the air. If you folks just stand by, please. <laughs> 